Welcome back to SLME Radio and our rotating series of shows. This week, it's Revenue Rebels back again with the host, Roan Morgan, the CEO of Demand Lab, the sponsor of the program as well. Revenue Rebels, as you re- as we'll remind you, is hosted by Roan the first week of each month right here on SLME Radio. And today, she's going to talk about the role of product marketing in supporting sales process. Look forward to that. Welcome, Roan. Hi there, Paul. Thank you. Really excited to be back for another episode. Um, And, you know, a big thank you quickly to all of our listeners who are joining us today. Um, In this episode, we are, yeah, we're talking about the role of product marketing in supporting the sales process. We're going to discuss strategies on how product marketing, the function of product marketing can deliver value both internally and externally. Uh, And joining us today for this conversation is Kristen Roberts. She's the vice president of product marketing at a company called Freesia. And uh, Freesia provides an automated patient intake platform uh, for healthcare providers. And uh, this platform supports the entire patient life cycle. Uh, And uh, from what I saw on the website recently, it's uh, supporting over 70 million patients annually, which is pretty incredible. I've actually, I think, even probably been a participant or a user of this uh, recently when uh, I was over, you know, having blood tested, to be honest. (laughs) Um, And uh, what a fantastic uh, platform it is. Kristen, you've got such a great background in product marketing, um, as well as management consulting, specifically in the healthcare space. But something that I saw that was really interesting is that you started in Freesia in a business development function. Um, And I imagine that that experience must have really shaped how you approach the partnership between product marketing uh, and sales and marketing. Um, Can we start uh, just having you walk us through your background and how you uh, landed and, and sort of came into the product marketing space? Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, Rowan. It's really great to be here today. And as you said, I started my career in management consulting, um, and I really always liked the top line revenue growth projects when I worked there and working with clients and never really got into any of the cost cutting or the reorg work. I was really always interested in working with clients and who are trying to enter, you know, new markets or to launch new products and thinking about how to Mm -hmm. reinvigorate a stagnating business unit, help it grow again. Um, And then I came to Freesia, which is a fast growing company, obviously a lot of focus on, on top line growth. Um, As you mentioned, I worked in business development for a little while, thinking about strategic partnerships. Um, And then I started in this role in product marketing about 18 months ago. And when I started this role, what I realized was I was actually doing product marketing most of my career, you know, even before (laughs) I probably knew what it was. um, A lot of that strategic growth work that I did is very related to a lot of the core concepts in product marketing. And I think although it's maybe not the most well understood marketing function, um, you know, I think it's really interesting and, you know, trying to find a good product market fit and figuring out how to go to market. is really key to, to any company's growth strategy. So excited to talk about it. 
Um, I think we were talking about this earlier when you think about product marketing, and it is somewhat, you know, defined differently, maybe uh, around different circles. But we all know that it really is the intersection between marketing and sales and supporting also, you know, not only the internal functions, but externally, right, with mm-hmm. your customer facing work, which is pretty extensive. I'd love it if you could Tell us a little bit about Frisia, the role that you've got there, and how your team is structured. Yeah. So, as you mentioned, Frisia is a, a patient intake solution. So, we're helping healthcare provider organizations who are looking to streamline their operations and provide their patients with a more modern and, and consistent experience. And historically, you know, we had one solution that was centered around patient registration. And over the years, we've added a lot of functionality um, and a lot of wraparound services to that. Uh, so as an example, um, things like patient payments, asking patients to pay their co-pays or their balances, or adding clinical questionnaires to the registration process so that providers have the right information. And we always bundled everything together. And as Freesia became more and more valuable over time, what we, what we noticed is that as the, the price kept going up and we, we had this bigger and bigger offering that clients would come to us and say, you know, that's great, um, but really I only want these pieces of what you do and I don't want to pay for the rest. So a year ago or so, we started breaking up the product. We now have base package and these optional add-on applications, uh, which is great because, you know, our clients get this customized solution. They can pick you know, the right applications that they want to meet their needs. Um, but what it meant internally was we went from one product, which was Freesia, to about 50 products overnight. Um, and, you know, now we're selling each one of them separately. So each product needs its own price. It needs its own go-to-market strategy, its own value story. Um, and so this became a new role for me. And I stood up this product marketing team, which is organized by specific product categories. So I have five people. I have one person that covers registration, one person on revenue cycle products, appointments, clinical support, and patient activation. And so each one of them is really responsible for understanding their market, articulating the value of their products, and developing that go-to-market strategy, ultimately to drive bookings and revenue. Um, mm-hmm. And I also have an analytics team. Uh, so they, they're responsible for using our data to quantify the value of Freesia. And they, they look at it as a whole solution, but also those specific applications. So all of these, your entire team then is uh, tasked with supporting, ultimately learning from the market and then supporting uh, the right messaging, the right um, even sales tactics, and and what's their go-to-market plan um, for a sales team who went from one product to fifty. That's a major undertaking. Um, mm-hmm. That had to have been a, a, a pretty um, incredible experience to break that apart and then train and communicate that through the sales organization. That's right. What was that process like? It's been kind of an ongoing process the last several months. So you know we're we're building up these different products, right? So we're going out and trying to understand these markets. We're you know, getting out there on sales calls. We're visiting our clients. We're really trying to understand the value and what's the story um, in order to package this up in a way that's going to be helpful for our sales team. And it's definitely an ongoing thing that, that we'll continue to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and at the end of the day, it's really, you know, 
about, and, and this is something that we're all talking about, and every single CEO uh, that I've <laughs> heard talk or spoken with is always value-driven. What's the value that we're bringing for the customer? Um, and that really does require an organization across the board to sort of work, be rowing in the same direction. I'd love mm-hmm. to hear about what product marketing does to create value for the customer. Then we'll take a break and we'll go into sort of your collaboration with marketing and sales. That sounds great. So, you know, there's there's a few teams that really need to understand the market. And I think product marketing is definitely one of those. The steps that we're taking is getting out into the market and, and getting out there on sales calls and visiting, you know, our clients, going to industry events. And what we're trying to do is understand the different market segments, who are the different buyer personas or user personas, what's important to them. And with that information, we can take that back to the organization and we can help drive new product development or we can take the products we have and and try to develop new offerings or change our positioning, uh, change our messaging to better communicate how our products are going to meet the needs of the market and create that value. And so we're doing all of that really with the goal of creating that that better product market fit. Mm-hmm. And how does that collaboration take shape with the sales team? You're on sales calls. What are some of the behind the scenes activities that you guys are doing to support the frontline sales folks? Is it around the messaging? Is it around specific tools that they're using so that it makes their life easier when they're talking with uh, prospects or with clients? Yeah, it's really all of those things. So we're, you know, if it's a new product, training them on it, we're giving them the value story. We might be sitting in on demos with them or doing doing the actual product demos. We're trying mm-hmm. to hear the feedback of the client specifically. Um, but it's also just creating tools so that once, you know, the product is, is out there in the market and becoming adopted, they can do it themselves. So they have the right tools, they have the right collateral, they have the right ROI calculators, whatever it is, whatever they need um, to arm them to, to be able to, to sell the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and I think, um, you know, it really sounds like the work that you guys have done in terms of pulling that information from the market and from clients to really help the sales folks tell the story, set the stage, find those pain points that are going to contribute to even a, a stickier product and a stickier platform at the end of the day is a pretty significant work. And I am really looking forward to to talking in a few minutes about the collaboration that you've got to dig into that a little bit more, the collaborative relationship that you have with marketing and with the sales team. So we do need to take a minute for a quick little commercial. We'll be right back to continue talking with our guest, Kristen Roberts, about marketing's role in the sales process. And as we said, we're going to take just a brief break to remind you that Demand Lab helps organizations like yours transform their revenue potential by connecting their greatest assets, people, processes, technology, and data through their customized revenue ecosystem solutions. They leverage marketing technology, data science, governance, and analytics, and all that good stuff along with your content. And they help B2B organizations like yours advance business goals and drive revenue. Really not magic. It's pretty easy. You can learn more at Demand Lab Solutions, just like it sounds, demandlab.com. Go check it out. Yell it to yourself, demandlab.com. All right. And I demand to hear more of this show here. So back to Roan. Thank you, Paul. 
We've been speaking with Kristen Roberts, uh, the VP of product marketing at Freesia, and we're talking about product marketing's role in the sales process. So Kristen, before taking this break, I sort of led in that we were going to start talking about the collaboration between product marketing, marketing, and sales. And so I'd love for you to just walk us through what does that environment look like for you at Freesia? Yeah, you know, I think Product marketing is is one of the the coolest jobs, and I feel really lucky to be in this role because we really get to sit at that intersection of product and sales and marketing, and we kind of act as this bridge between the product and the engineering side of the organization, which really powers our innovation, and then the sales and marketing side, which commercializes that and, and turns that into bookings and revenue. So just to give you an example, you know, our product team right now is investing a lot in our mobile product. So this is allowing patients to check in from their own device. And we're really trying to move away from our hardware focus from the past. So things like tablets or kiosk stations to check in. And so, you know, we work with the product team on specific features and thinking through that value story. And then we bring that over to marketing and work with them to update our collateral, update our website, update our content strategy, all of those things to make sure that we are emphasizing mobile. And then we work with the sales team to ensure that mobile should really be in every deal that they sell and that we should work to upgrade all of our existing clients to be on our mobile platform. All of our kind of latest and greatest innovation are going to be rolled out on mobile first. So we want all our clients to benefit from that and, and give their patients the best experience. Another example, you know, when we talk about working with marketing, You know, what I think we've seen a lot of success with is this idea of coordinated campaigns. So if we have specific products that are coming out or if we have products that we really want the sales team to focus on, we'll align that with our demand generation team and make sure that their activities are lining up with those same products. So, you know, we may have our content team put out thought leadership on something like, you know, how hard it is to collect from patients once they leave your office. And that really primes the market for us before we launch maybe a new patient payments product. And we talked a little bit about the sales team before, but I want to emphasize that our interaction with them is really a two-way communication. So yes, we're training them on these new products and offerings and we're rolling out pricing and talking about that value story, but really equally important is their feedback to us. So they're the ones on the ground and in the market and really talking to clients every day. And so they bring back to us, like, how are the offerings resonating? Where do we have gaps? Like, what competitors are they coming up against? That's a continuous feedback loop that helps us pivot if we need to. And and sometimes we do. You know, we work a lot with our client sales team, which sells to our existing base of clients. We typically will launch new products there first. It's a little bit less risky. And they'll come back to us and they'll tell us, you know, it'd be really great if we had these other sales tools or, Kristen, the pricing just really isn't working here. And we really take that feedback and oftentimes we'll change what we're doing and try different things. And sometimes there's a little bit of whiplash um, with those new products, but it allows (laughs) us to fail early and not really waste time on things that aren't going to work. It also really sounds like that approach is really sort of... um ensuring that you're fitting that square peg into the square hole in a way, right? So you're getting that feedback, really listening to sales, who's the front line with the market, with the client and the customer and prospects. So bringing that back in really ensures that uh, they've got the right tools in their toolbox. And also sounds to me like the function there at Freesia is 
you know, kind of the glue between marketing and sales and really ensuring that there's a very tight collaboration amongst messaging and that and that sort of thing. You know, when we uh, when we think about supporting sales teams, we oftentimes talk about providing sales with a 360 degree view of the customer. And this this comes back into sales and obviously back into into marketing. So throughout every stage of that engagement um, model, awareness, evaluation, up through advocacy, they've got that. How does product marketing contribute to that view for your sales and marketing teams? One kind of unique perspective that we're really focused on is how do our clients use our products? Um, And this is especially important for newer products. So we need to understand who of our clients is using it, why did they purchase it, what value they're getting out of it. And so this will help us not only identify potential new market segments to target, but then we can go to our salespeople and give them these success stories, which they, you know, they love when they're talking with prospects and they have case studies or anecdotes or quotes and, and they can talk about the specific use cases for our products that might resonate with their, with their prospects. So as an example, when we first launched our online appointments product, we had a client tell us they bought it because they got over 800 inbound calls a day to schedule appointments, which really just blew me away. <laughs> so it was like, oh, it's not just about yeah. the patient experience. That there's this staff pain point of all these inbound calls. We worked with our sales team to really talk about that value driver as well. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. That's a great story. And what I love about that is when we think about this, oftentimes we think about you know, imagine somebody doing their work day to day and they've just got this huge thorn sort of stuck in their side and they don't even know it, right? Because they've just gotten used to it. And your job then Mm -hmm. is to wiggle that thorn a little bit and start to make them uncomfortable and start to notice that there is a pain in the sort of everyday process, right? And then uh, help them find the solution, which is you guys. We've just got a few minutes left, probably four or five minutes. Can you talk a little bit about the role and the changes that it might have undergone since it is a relatively new role at the company and how you see that evolving in the future, especially around supporting sales and marketing teams? Yeah, one area that you know we didn't focus on too much, I mentioned at the beginning, I have an analytics team mm-hmm. under product marketing. And so they're focused on developing ROIs and they're quantifying the value of our products and applications. And at Freesia, this was recently moved into product marketing. It used to be part of a more of a central analytics team. And I think this is an area that will become more and more important going forward. You know, not all the value of a product can be easily quantified, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, but, you know, Mm -hmm. clients are more and more like demanding that they need to see an ROI in order to purchase a product or to keep a product. So we need to become more creative with how we demonstrate that, you know, why they should buy it, why they should stay with us. Yeah. Well, I think the advent of the ROI calculator, whenever that happened, has certainly had a major impact on product marketing and the expectations of customers. You know, um, I'm going to invest this dollar. What am I going to get back? Uh, and so that's a question Absolutely. that it seems to me every company has to be able to answer these days. And and so how other- once they get that information, how are they going to going to pull that back into the sales team? 
how are they going to pull the ROI, their ROI information back? Yeah, yeah. You guys have now separated this into 50 products, products. Uh, <laughs> within yep. five different categories. It just seems mm-hmm. it's mind blowing to me. So it's quite quite big. So once they are sort of developing that ROI, what are they going to do? Are you going to arm them with an ROI calculator? Um, are you, you yeah. know, is it yeah, is it something that you're just pulling in conversationally? Like Will you create this as a piece of content or is it going to be a spreadsheet that they'll use? That's a great question. It's a few different things. So we do have like specific ROI calculation templates for probably our more kind of standard deal. Bills. Uh, we may have them for specific products or for Freesia as a whole. We also have much more like custom advanced kind of ROI analysis for some of our bigger clients that my mm-hmm. team will get very involved in. Uh, but it's also just like finding specific data points to help with those anecdotes and those success stories and those case studies. You know, data really speaks and being able to add those um, in addition to some of the more qualitative stuff um, is really important for our, for our sales materials and some of those talking points. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sounds like both qualitative, quantitative and pulling that together and likely developing that package or that messaging either segment by segment or even by cut from customer to customer based on their particular needs. Right. Mm-hmm. Finally, I just have, we have time for one more quick question. We've got two minutes left. These episodes go so quickly. I'd love it if you could tell us about some of the technologies that you're looking to um, add to your tech stack. Sure. So, you know, we have several that we're using today, probably similar ones to a lot of folks listening. You know, we, we look at Salesforce, we use Marketo, Visible, um, but there's there's really two technology gaps that I have today that are very specific to product marketing. And one is better product level reporting. So we really need to be able to track these 50 products that we have, like who is buying each one you know, when is it turned on and converted to revenue? And then really importantly, like how is it being utilized? That's really invaluable information for us um, as we think about, you know, the messaging and positioning and what else not with. And then the second gap that I would love to fill with technology is competitive intelligence. We didn't talk too much about that yet either. Mm. But as we've been growing really quickly, we've seen a lot of, you know, people enter our market and we have a lot more competitors than we did even just a few years ago. Um, and as we expand into these different product areas, our competitive set just grows. And so we probably have, you know, over a hundred companies out there that could be somewhat competitive with us. So it's mm. a lot to keep up with. And, um, you know, it's really, it's really important information for our sales team. So that's something that, you know, that I would love to automate in the future. Very exciting. Stuff that probably lived on spreadsheets and uh, and Word documents in the past. So, That's right. or maybe now. <laughs> Anyhow, well, it, it, Kristen, thank you so much. This has been a, a great conversation. Um, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Uh, I have enjoyed very much learning about your work with um, product marketing, marketing teams, and sales, and how you're collaborating with them. Um, how can listeners reach you? Um. Good question. <laughs> um, you can reach out to to Freesia and get, get to me that way. Check out check out the website. Uh, yep, Freesia.com. Fantastic. Good. And, um, and can we your, spell that out? I'm oh, sorry, real quickly. Oh, we always want to spell good, these out because somebody. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. P H R E E S I A. S like Sam. Fantastic. 
Um, thank you so much. Uh, I'm your host, Ron Morgan. This has been another episode of Revenue Rebels. And as always, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at R-H-O-A-N Morgan. Uh, Paul, over to you. All right, you've been listening to another episode of Revenue Rebels right here on SLMA Radio. Part of the ever-growing list of shows for at-work listeners like you.